0: Mm, mm, mm.
1: Flyover Territory podcast. As always, co-host Woody. With me as always, co-host Dave. Dave, how are we feeling? Uh,
0: November 30th, 2020. We've made it this far. Feeling pretty good. Uh, Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, When did we pod last? When was the... uh... The
1: end of the playoff pod was, I believe, October 8th. And then I took a few days to continue trying to get over my frustration that... (laughs) This playoff season wasn't any different. Um, some technical <laughs> difficulties arrived. And, yeah, so it's going to be kind of like a double upload week. But it's been about yeah. two months here. And the only thing that's changed is Charlie Morton is now
0: in Atlanta Brave. So, yes. Well, I think the Kansas City Royals were making some moves as oh, yeah, well. Yeah. But we should also uh, mention, um, shout outs to the L.A. Dodgers, uh, confirming the fact that they're the best team in baseball. Um, true in a in an interesting World Series Uh, so I mean in the baseball world we we missed updating on the inevitable uh, Dodgers claiming a World Series title and then the offseason has kind of been just uh, not a lot happening and here we are on the edge of December that's the craziest thing although we haven't potted and talked uh, in quite some time, it does feel like it wasn't too long ago, but it also in a way feels like it was years ago with, uh, where do you want to begin pandemic <laughs> and so forth? Our second lockdown here in this, are we in a lockdown by the way, in the city of Minnesota or is it just like, uh, please stay the fuck. Yeah. Up.
1: I, th- I think they learned that they can't tell people that we're locking people in. They're locking people down and people go nuts and just threaten to do a bunch of stuff that they don't end up doing. Um, so I think we're in a please stay home. Uh, pretty, yes. we might be in a pretty please stay home. Um, yes. Uh, yes, they call it an order, but it's more like you're ordering like takeout or like a delivery pizza, <laughs> not really like an order like we actually care about something. But so
0: how? So we're treating the general public to uh, uh, another edition of Flyover Territory and speculation on the many. Um, or lack, therefore, of many moves in the baseball off season. Yes, but it's going to be back. Yeah, that's that's how I'm doing. <laughs>
1: that's fair. Yeah, it's I, I forget that like the playoffs were still going when the last time we potted, um, and that yeah, uh, October 27th was the day the Los Angeles Dodgers finally won the World Series. Um, so yeah, I think we talked about last time if we would have just put like money line on the Ash shows to win the two games, we would have been up like $280 or something. Uh, if- well, in the,
0: in the time since then, you know, this is all uh, history being hindsight or um, hindsight being 2020, I should say. Like if we had just like hedged our bets, every single one of these goddamn twins postseason losses, we'd be, I mean, we'd be able to finance our wildest dreams, which, uh, which, you know what that was would <laughs> be in terms of that LLC. Uh, but, that, that's so like my big, my big post twins break, you know, just collapse in the playoffs has been like, I'm never ever going to not wager on the twins losing in the playoffs ever again. And then I'll be, you know, it's kind of like one of those, uh, what do you call it? I've, I've built this little barrier up for myself. So when we win, I'll be like, Oh shoot, I'm out 50 bucks, but Hey, we won. And if they lose, I'll be like, all right, I knew this was going to happen and I'm going to actually make some goddamn money off of this and avoid some heartache
1: it's something I tell myself every year at this point that I'm going to do <laughs> in like four months. And then I get four months into the future and I'm like, God, that's such a long ways. Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll just do it in the playoffs. We'll get to the playoffs. I'll do, we get to the playoffs and then we do what happened like just two months ago of like, you know, I think it's our year. Why would I bet against us? And then every year, every year just blows up in my face. So next could, year, could we
0: do this? Could we do it in 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 like our approach would be like, let's take the money line for what are the odds for the twins winning the World Series? We'll take 10, 50, 100 bucks on the twins winning the World Series. And then we'll wager the same amount come the postseason that they'll lose. Is genius. Like how could we not be out 200 or
1: 500 bucks? It, it sounds like a weird trap where like, for some reason we don't cover <laughs> one of our bases and like they make like the world series to a game seven and then we lose both the bets. And then they also yeah. lose the game. Yeah. And it was like, just like a weird thing that probably doesn't exist in sports betting, but what like, it would be created for just us specifically. I'm trying to look up real quick. If I can find it, um, baseball is very low on this, uh, latvian sportsbook website that i definitely don't use um to try to find future uh future shout, to the
0: latvian, uh, uh, bookies out, yeah, shout
1: out to latvia in general latvia is uh i'm pro latvia on on most things uh <laughs> 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 it's, hard, it's hard to find a thing in latvia that i'm not pro but uh this is yeah this is becoming way harder than it should okay here's the sports to get very off topic now, that are listed ahead of baseball because baseball is not listed as a sport on here. Uh, Things like cricket, understandable. Darts, getting less understandable. Uh, Handball, uh uh-oh. Rugby League and Rugby Union. Uh, We can bet on snooker. uh, And then, yeah, the Winter Olympics that I think are three years away. So I'm just trying to find Hmm. baseball, and it won't let me find it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, I
0: I mean – Twins odds, I feel like just spitballing, and this is kind of with the postseason collapse, everybody else in the Central collapsing. It's kind of like Cleveland's got to take on some water. Like, there, there's that's a hot mess. Like, would you trade the Twins problems for Cleveland's problems? Like, mm, trying to get rid of Francis or Lindor. Uh, we all, and you and I think we talked about this a lot. Like, I'm scared of the White Sox. Like, I can't sleep about the White Sox to an extent. And then who do they hire as their, uh, head coach, which I'm kind of like, okay, not so concerned about the White Sox anymore. They appear not to embrace this window whatsoever. Um, that That's kind of like, that's a that's an off-season announcement, right, that we that we haven't had a chance to talk about, right?
1: That's true. Yeah, Tony La Russa gets hired as the Chicago White Sox manager and then proceeds to, did that DUI happen before he was the manager or after?
0: I believe it's after because it was November 9th.
1: So that's the one and thing it, I, I mean,
0: the ESPN article from November 9th is Chicago White Sox manager, Tony La Russa was charged with driving under the influence. Um, so uh, South side. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the final season of shameless this year, right? Y-
1: yes, uh, it
0: is. Yeah. See, there's 76 year old hall of famer, Tony La Russa up against our young and beloved, uh, Rocco, who this is our segue point. There you he go. had a great hat on the other day, Woody. You keep looking for those odds of the Latvian bookmakers the
1: I found it. I'll, I'll, I'll announce it after you announce uh, the, the Rocco Baldelli news. I think the hat is in the background. I can see uh, on the... Uh, yeah, I,
0: I've, I've got a version yeah. of it. I mean, he's got the $50 like, uh, boutique <laughs> shop in St. Paul version that's like black and gray, but I have the blue, white S, T, P, and you know, we have had that Morton signs as a free agent with the Braves. That's the only thing that's happened. I'm sure nothing's really happened for the Twins free agency, but the big thing that's been circulating kind of all weekend in the last couple of months was, wouldn't St. Paul be a great spot for a minor league ball club for the Minnesota Twins? And lo and behold, a lot of uh, print being put out by the Star Tribune. I believe LaBelle E. Neal was on this story earlier today this evening the st paul saints appear to be the new triple a affiliates of the minnesota twins meaning the likes of your guy trevor Larnack, uh kirloff who all both will be on the starting major league roster so i should say royce lewis will be in st paul just minutes away from you maybe he's looking for homes out in the uh up in the east side area there. I, saying, I, got a couple spots I need
1: a roommate. Um, Unfortunately, we do <laughs> bedrooms based on seniority, so he will get the smallest room to start out with uh, <laughs> with limited bathroom access and, uh, yeah, closet space isn't ideal. But, hey, if he sticks around long enough um, and we don't trade him uh, or send him down to, like, AA uh, to Wichita, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is the
1: other place they announced that would be joining our – newly reshuffled minor league system from what i can understand across major league baseball they're trying to like shrink it to because no one really under
0: 50 total teams. yeah yeah
1: um because no one really understood like how many minor league teams anybody had and i don't even think teams understood how many minor league teams they had um so they're trying to make it more succinct which makes sense because we don't need three rookie teams because no one really understands I mean, how that works anyways
0: it, it makes sense from us, uh, like a consumer of Major League Baseball product uh, in a way. I also just want to pause and say, like, we have no idea what this means for all the dudes that were trying to make it at those lo- at those you know levels of ball and what this means for their future. And I certainly hurt. like, I feel part of the story with 2020 was in the season was like minor leaguers were not all compensated and it's kind of this lost season of just kind of a, a tough tough spot for the minor leagues and then this contraction of minor league clubs obviously it kind of means fewer opportunities but yes out of that for major league baseball a much more um not comprehensive but a uh uh all encompassing kind of like here's the new approach you're going to have x number of clubs and we're going to a, a streamlining right of of minor league baseball which apparently means Wichita, St. Paul. And then does that mean the Fort Myers stays as the – because what's this mean, though? We've got a triple-A, double-A, single-A, and if each club has a – that's it, right? So, okay,
1: how would this work, though? Because you get 25 to 30 players per team, right? I think it was a single-A, a double-A, single a, a, double a, a triple-A that gets you to, like, 90 – and then I saw one number at 120 and one at 150. So it either okay. means like a rookie ball team and then like a high A, like a high A, high, low A. I think they wanted yeah. what they want to do, though, is reduce from like – I think each team had like two to four rookie teams. And it was like kind of inconsistent. It was just like, can you afford it? Which, again, wasn't yeah. necessarily helpful. Um, we're talking like that third rookie team could sometimes have like 26-year-olds that are playing like technically below single A ball. So it's like – I don't really know what you're doing it was just another opportunity for like guys i think it was more of a regional thing to be honest um mm-hmm. but i from what i understand it's one triple a one double a two single a's okay. and then maybe a rookie level or then the two single a's would become one would be more of like rookie ball one would
0: be more like an actual single a team so each of the 30 teams has five affiliates
1: I believe so. That. I think they're, cause they're dropping 30 teams total. Right. Or some, again, it,
0: and this it could is be way it, off. T- I, we, it's, it's not official at quite yet, but or saints, our saints are official announcement will be made this next week. Um, which, which kind of gets what we're really interested in. And in, in when we've been talking about this, I I'm fascinated by the idea of like, okay, for, casual baseball fan it's kind of like oh sweet saints twins now connected it's this great kind of like everything's right here in town you'll be able to see Royce Lewis but I'm also wondering and you and I have been to quite a few saints games I had the experience I I couldn't help but think of like is this a like chocolate covered cyanide pill or I mean I guess it'll all come out like in terms of what are the terms for the saints can they still keep the product of kind of like the loose zany saint paul saints appeal family friendly come on down to the old ballpark or now that they're tied into the big machine will they be able to do any of that do they have any latitude and will that slowly kind of like change the entire appeal of the saints and gradually actually result in them 15 years from now being like you know it's time to move on from rochester it's time to move on from st paul we're gonna get a new affiliate down in baton rouge
1: no i think that's a i think that's a legitimate concern um i will at this point mention that hudson wisconsin which for those that actually everyone that listens to this is familiar with hudson uh is getting a team in the northwoods league so in a way if you still want cheap baseball that's like fun weird zany they'll probably have some like greyhounds running around the track at some point right yeah. <laughs> like you know it, are they, again are they
0: doing it at the at the at the track i,
1: I think they, that's the the site they took i think they tore down the, oh, wow. the track and then yeah. put that yeah i, I think i heard about there. that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well they're called the river hounds and it looks like a greyhound is their logo it looks like it's a mean dog with like a spiked collar it's not doing great All things right. for the uh like pitbull doberman mean dog looking uh community like, oh no, they're gentle creatures. Like, I don't know. Have you seen the River Hounds logo? Um, but no, I think that still will be there. I have you been to a minor league baseball game? I have not. I've only been um, to like Saints, which I, I don't consider
0: minor league. I have been to quite a few Northwoods games. Yep. Uh but I don't I don't think that's minor league either. I mean that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to recall. I feel like I've been to one or two in like a weird oh man i maybe not maybe not i don't think i've been to an actual like AAA uh durham bulls game or anything like that. yeah
1: it's uh <clears throat> i think the closest to us was iowa right was there's a team in iowa like des moines maybe so it's like there wasn't really access to it because again it's, it's a regional thing of why would you put a minor league team in the midwest where you're gonna lose like March and April are already – I guess March they're in spring training. But, like, if you're trying to play a minor league season in April, there's already weather risk. And then once you get to September, you have weather risk. So it's like they're not playing up here. Once you get down kind of towards, like, the middle level of, like, the the country, you know, Wichita, Kansas, for instance, uh, it makes a little bit more sense. Or if you're just in a bigger market. But from my understanding, though, minor league games are pretty – wacky and zany as well so i think we're still mm-hmm. gonna get that like st Saint paul saints history part of it um it'll be cool to just like have those games actually mean something uh i will say like yeah it was nice to go and not care and i think that's one thing too like you'll still be able to go and not care if you don't want to i mean how we do that at the yeah. twins games so it's like uh <laughs> the beer prices were already the same as target field so we're not really like, oh man, we're gonna miss out on those uh two for three dollar canned beer nights. Like that doesn't exist anymore there either, like they did back at Midway, uh their old stadium, which RIP I I'm kinda sad they tore the whole thing down. I wish they would kinda had kept it, but it was a shithole. Um But yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really interesting thing to add to the mix here of and we kinda talked about this before the show of you really get that feeling of of Minnie and Polly and you really get this like we're a twin cities Minnesota team again of like, yeah, like like you said, Royce Lewis could be on Tuesday afternoon playing at CHS field for the Triple A affiliate with the Saints. We are Triple A, right? Or are we the double A affiliate?
0: I believe that the the Triple okay. A. Yeah, because which has the double yeah, A yeah, at least yeah, according yeah. to the uh... Which would make
1: sense. If you need to if you need to call up a reliever it's better just to have him in the same town, basically, yeah. than have like, oh, Ten minutes away yeah. on 94. That would be a Twins thing to do, though, is to be like, no, we're going to make our A affiliate Wichita. And then, like, hey, we need a lefty yeah. tonight. Shit. Well, let's call, up, uh, <laughs> let's call up Mike Williams, I guess, the lefty, the Double A guy, <laughs> for a day. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, like I say, it could be cool to see Royce Lewis on a Tuesday afternoon playing on the A affiliate. He goes three for five with a double and two singles. Steals a base, and then all of a sudden Wednesday afternoon, uh, we decide we've had enough of Jorge Polanco, and and so yeah, Royce, you know, uh, we project you as a center fielder, but uh, let's try you at shortstop tonight.
0: Yep. yeah, and and that's and to like that logistical standpoint. It's like, it's like it's fantastic in terms of like just keeping it here. Think of the possibilities that they can do on both for both, and it, it would just be really interesting to sit in on that meeting to hear Twins representatives being like. Hey, here's like, you know, this partnership allows us to cross promote each other to like the nth degree, like it'll it'll be sickening how much like you can do the Minnie and Paul thing we can, you know, at the, that uh, little shop right on the plaza at CHS field stacked with not only St. Paul Saint stuff, but now like, hey, twins merch, like we're going to add a second deck. Like it's, it's to that extent, it's a money making machine and it i guess from that degree it's like kind of a no-brainer especially if you're able to put butts in the seat this summer or whenever just to be like come on back to chs field we've got a whole new experience because like the baseball is meaningful it's connected to the other big club like come and watch the stars of tomorrow play today and also like you said it's we'll still probably have some of that zaniness the saints doing the saints thing. But I also feel like there's a sneaking corporate kind of like MLB. um, And that, and I feel like that's part of like the whole, like, we're going to kind of standardize our minor league system. We're going to have more control. We kind of exerted our power in 2020. We're just like, these leagues aren't playing. We're not doing that. And I just, I wonder about that, like something, something romantic in the saints and kind of what they did. And even in, in the in, independent league, like, I think they did. Okay. They're, they're a cheap organization because they have to be, like you're paying Mark hamburger, how much each summer. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're the mystique or that kind of aura of the saints, I think is going to be gone. And I'm just pausing to like recognize that and be like, is that worth becoming a AAA affiliate to do?
1: Yeah, is that is that worth seeing? A Trevor Bauer rehab start at CHS Field? No, that's a val- that's a valid point. Um, no, I I think it's. Well, here's what I would say. When's the last time you went to a Saints game?
0: <clears throat> last not this last summer. Of course, so summer of nineteen. The the summer of nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lo- my favorite. My favorite. And this is just like, I I love getting the cheap berm seats Mm -hmm. we got a blanket we met with a bunch of friends and we just we like watched a little bit of baseball sure but then we just like headed to the beer dabbler corner there just like got beers and that's all we did i I was also like back behind home plate and like had great seats from a friend of ours who's uh connected to the um, canaries out in sioux falls and like he's gave us some great seats for that and it was like this is fun being like so close to baseball, but like after four innings, I was like, I am a baseball fan and I have zero interest in anything that's happening right
1: now. Uh, yeah. One note of the same stuff. It, it's tough watching 86 pound hour hour fastballs um, for nine innings. And then thinking maybe I could go out there and do that. Like when it's that <laughs> level of like that, that consideration for like three seconds of like, you know what I could I could have caught that fly ball like
0: I and then you remember like like, no you couldn't even
1: do this in high school so like no you could not have done that maybe that fly ball but like you would not have team.
0: I spent five innings at Saints games just like trying to figure out who had like a cup if any of those guys had a cup of coffee if they played majorly and then it's like if they didn't it's like all right who played triple a who played double a and then it's kind of like you know then you're like okay these are like truly guys like good for them like still grinding it and trying to find a way and some of them are able to make leaps and and get back into the into the system but for the most part not that much talent out on the field um so you're just like if you're just there to like enjoy the summer night and have eight beers and well hopefully not eight eight within your party not you personally we're not uh, Maybe eight maybe if you with want to have ride yourself. home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very Uber <laughs> yes, accessible <there> <laughs> now. And um,
1: we got light rail next to it too. So those in Minneapolis that want to come down, like that's another thing. So no, I, I, again, I, I, get, I totally get the whole, like, are we getting too corporate? Are we getting away from like the independentness of it? But I was going to go back to the last time you were there in 2019. I was there in 2019 for a game. I was there this year in the weird pandemic year. Um where i think 1500 people i think that it seats somewhere around like eight thousand ish uh but like 1500 there and you kind of it was a great night for that it already kind of feels that way like it's it it already feels pretty corporate so i i don't know if we're necessarily gonna lose if this was at midway i think yeah there's a real argument to be made there of like Hey, like this is kind of our thing. It's a real local thing. It doesn't feel local anymore. It feels more like suburbs drive in for it, uh, which again, not necessarily it, it, a bad thing. But
0: it's a beautiful park. Yeah. It's a neat. It's a neat spot. Like, where else in America can you find a, like a park like for for AAA that's like right in the heart of a major metropolitan area, but like right outside of downtown. Like amenities galore. Say what you will about St. Paul, but it's, it's a cool freaking park, and it's it's a neat ball field yeah, as well it's
1: a downtown park I, don't, I I know nothing about minor league parks so i was like how many downtown skyline views do you have when you're sitting yeah. out <laughs> in the berm and, and <laughs> you know left center but like i have no idea on that but um who gets a statue first outside of chs field jd drew or daryl strawberry uh
0: i mean i think that you're 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 on the right track in terms of those folks but you're missing who's actually going to get the statue oh no uh, it, it's not Ryan Millar, is it? Oh, Kevin, Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's... <sighs> we'll will hopefully be honored right there. I feel like I saw J.D. Drew play at Midway. Um, I got, like, a pack of cards from that. J.D. Drew was not in it. So I do not have a J.D. Drew Saints card, which has always vexed me uh, to no end. But
1: I want to know if, like... So in Moneyball... Drew was a
0: stud. Yeah, he was. For the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. And, and well... He got paid like a stud for the Red Sox, but um, yeah. I, I wonder if we were the team that when uh, Jonah Hill's like, hey, they've got this uh, – <laughs> no, that was Euclid. That was <laughs> Euclid. Okay, never mind. I was just saying yeah. – are they talking about this guy on the Saints? Is that us? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but no, that was not him. Um, but yeah, no, I think it'll be a good, a good, good place to go with uh, – with I don't who you know, it's like yeah, I had no connection with Rochester, so it's like I don't really care. I don't think the New York area is gonna be like, Oh man, lost that minor league team, bummer. Like I think it's a good move for for the twins and um you feel bad for the thirty scrubs that were getting paid like pocket change to go play baseball, you know, every day and yeah. you know, try to hit a seventy two mile an hour curveball that hangs and swing and miss, but um
0: Yeah. It's and time. that's, it's also kind of like pausing and just being like, maybe this was, you know, was this Saints Ownerships, uh, what they were looking for in the, is this like their ideal situation yeah. to be like, hey, we built this park, we got to finance, we're doing our thing, we've got to pay to become an MLB affiliate, but we feel like this is the move to make for, the, you know, for maybe you know sustainability too we, we have no idea what this future looks like so if you're tied to a larger organization that as we see across america sports are the last thing that we will ever give up on so in, in that case maybe it's kind of like that smart like tie your tie your wig into this horse you know and, and that's that's what you need to do to try to like and, and if it doesn't work out then i think the saints can always they've proven they've been able to do it in the past i don't know if that's necessarily for the future but It'll be, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm kind of like, I'm I'm kind of sold on it and I would definitely love to go down to a triple A game at St. Paul it, from, from right here. Like that, that doesn't sound, that sounds like a good, like I'd go, I'd love to like watch, like we could watch uh Jordan. Uh, what, how do you pronounce Jordan's last? name? Like, uh, Blasevich oh, or like, something. Yeah. Blasevich, like watch him throw and be like, all right, like we're here. And then, and then after he throws for 5 6 innings or if he's just in relief then we just head down to the beardabler corner uh and make the true evening of it it's yeah exactly or or we could do like that let's do a freaking subway series like a, a metro <sighs> series like how many day games followed by a twins night game are they going to like capitalize like good for them like oh, yeah. do it just just do it and i'll 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 do that
1: Oh, my God. That would be, the, that'd be uh, the greatest, like, 18 innings of baseball, especially that first year, that first time it happens. Because you know there's going to yeah. be, like, probably 500 to 1,000 people at that Saints game. Whatever well, one's first, right? It doesn't really matter. Or 500 or 1,000 that then go to the Saints game. I would argue yeah. start at the Twins game would be better and finish at the Saints game where you're like – That's true. Uh, you just get to be – it feels kind of like the after party. It's like you did the whole thing, the, you know, the what is it called? Pomp and circumstance or whatever it is. And it's like you, you've gone would, through all the, the routine, and all of a sudden you get to go to the Saints game. It's like, oh, man, I forgot how nice it is to, like like you said, in the fifth inning, Blazowicz out. That means uh, they're calling down to the pen. That means we need to go uh, hit up this dabbler corner.
0: <laughs> is that Pat Nishek coming in? Oh, love Pat Nieshek. <laughs> <laughs> Good, uh Probably not Nishek. I think he's still getting paid major league yeah, money. Yeah. An Effectively, uh, Euclid, by the way, played uh, down in Mexico a bit, as well as all across independent baseball before he became the Red Sox legend. I just got his Wikipedia yeah, pulled up. Yeah. Like Kevin Euclid, that there are some characters on that Red Sox team that have some redeeming character qualities, but the rest of them, including Big Poppy, can take a hike as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm I'm also sold on like the inaugural Saints Twins Metro, you know. Uh, day night game t-shirt like give me that i will buy the shit
1: out of oh yeah it. as well as
0: for uh more saints gear get, yeah
1: get the saints hat on get the the twin saints day night double header inaugural t-shirt for 39.95 plus tax um Cold. yeah it's uh it's a-
0: also what do you how, like, how many uh, and then this is again i think we've tipped our hand quite a few times in the past episodes like a love of baseball cards but should we just start getting some tops heritage minor league sets then? Like I just like seeing like Royce Lewis in a saints uniform would be freaking awesome. Like on a, on a, on like a heritage card. Cause they do that heritage does that minor league series, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've...
0: It would just be cool to see like major future, major leaguers in saints uniforms. on like official.
1: Yeah. I was, I was going to say too, it's like all of a sudden autographs to these minor leaguers or it's like, it becomes way more accessible. Um, which I don't know the on-card aftermarket auto stuff isn't great. And then also like grown men asking young adults for a signature on a baseball and elbowing eight-year-olds out of the way is probably a bad look, but I'll do it. I mean, whatever.
0: Um, But the pandemic has shed light on all of our kind of like, all right, I I recognize like, this is not important at all, uh, but we're still going to do it.
1: Yeah. But as, yeah, I guess I think, yeah, that, that as we transition from the day night part of, of, saints into uh into twins here i think uh i think yeah it's, it's a valid point of like going into that and as we as we go to the the twins game part of the of the podcast and the uh the hypothetical 2021 fingers crossed we're able to go to live sporting events part of it um i think that's that's something that is a good kind of horrible transition segue into a topic that we kind of have to eventually get to and discuss and quit circling around and avoiding it, but uh uh the twins twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one off season has got off to a fiery start. Um where all we've pretty much done is said uh Rizzi, go find money elsewhere, um and then we'll see mm-hmm. if we want to match it and uh just cool talks on Nelson Cruz, I think was the bottom half yes. of that article on uh on the Star Tribune. But uh I'll let you kinda take it away whatever direction you want to start with, uh the offseason so far, and where where you see it's headed. As I let my dog out of his cage, it, of the it's
0: it's been it's been a quiet off season. Charlie Morton, at the age of thirty seven years, gets paid fifteen million dollars by Atlanta, who also swooped in and grabbed Drew Smiley for eleven million. Uh, so it's it looks like so far the only movements have been these kind of arms that are not. Trevor Bauer. Now, Charlie Morton's name, I think, resonates a little bit just with, with Tampa's or uh, Tampa? Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, their success last year and his success in the past. But, like, the other names, Robbie Ray, Mike minor th- these, are, these are pretty much comparable to uh, Rich Hill, right? If, if not age-wise, I mean, Charlie Morton's almost up there. But this is that same kind of like, okay, so you're dooming your franchise to if you're Kansas city 20 starts from Mike minor this year, like woo-hoo. Toronto might you know, be searching for some kind of Robbie Ray renaissance to try to bolster what was actually a pretty exciting club that, that got in a good position at the end of last year. It, it's, I, I just, I I'm wondering how much in Woody, this is kind of a bigger question. Like this 2020 season was so weird. So wonky. How much do we just be like it happened, but it didn't happen? Everybody's a year older, and is that how we should approach this? It's just like okay, sweet. Like Nelson Cruz is a year older, didn't play like a full season, so he's not like completely, you know, taxed after 165 games, including the loss of the Yankees at the end of the year, or Houston, insert your whatever team. Uh, You know, he's just older, so. Is that how you approach this year? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, do you take any of the performances from 2020 and, and, and think about those in terms of these players? I guess you have to. But it's also like, we're almost starting afresh in a, in a weird in a weird way. And I don't know. I, I, so with that in mind, I'm kind of like, I think the Twins were in on Morton. They were like one of the last three teams there. So the, they clearly want and need to address pitching. Great, grand they want Cruz back it's a matter of if it works out I think you pay him just because if you are saying we're going to use a 2020 sample size the guy was your best player for a month and was the only reason you won ball games for the last month so I guess in that regard you are using 2020 to inform your decision but then where else from there I, I still think they're going to be in consideration for a lot of these other arms that are out there I don't Obviously think that Trevor power is going to end up in Minnesota. Would we love it? Absolutely. Would we settle for Corey Kluber? I think so. I mean, this is a team that spent some cash with Donaldson for better or for worse, depending where you're at with the Donaldson deal. Uh, I think there's, they're going to be willing to spend money. They need to get pitching. That's what they need to do. That's understood. And they're going to have to address some bullpen concerns here because Trevor may, might not be coming back. Uh, they've got they've got some holes opening up. Romo, that's one other thing they did. This they said, "Happy trails to fucking Sergio Romo," who well, I will never forgive for that at bat. The many wonderful memories that he gave us here in sort of two years, and then walking Tube was the worst at bat I have ever had to watch in my baseball life. But that's that's where I'm at. They got to get pitching. Please resign Cruz. Like it, what what do you got to lose? It's just money at this point in time, and the guy could still mash at whatever age he's at. And if he doesn't, then bring in Larnek, bring in Kirloff. Like, what's going to happen? Just roll the dice once more on Cruz, and that's that's kind of where I'm at in terms of like the must-dos. The rest of it's going to be kind of like, you could roll the same roster over, uh, resign a couple guys, and go for it. I, I, I wouldn't want that. I think I'd like to shake some things up, but ultimately it comes down to you just need some of these top, 40 names that
1: are pitchers no yeah that's a good point and uh yeah on the romo part just throw one goddamn strike that's like all you have to do <laughs> and it's so frustrating to watch guys not do a basic thing like i totally get like a <clears throat> oh he hung a curveball or he did this or he made a mistake here it's like no, no no you need to do one thing and you need to throw a strike in that pitch and the fact you couldn't do it was like so it just summed up kind of like where we're at as a team of, yeah, we can get to that point, but when we need to do the one thing that's pretty routine, we can't do it. Based off that with Romo, and then the Nelson Cruz thing is another good point, too, to make. of I think where I got really nervous was when I – I think we projected on the last pod that maybe if we can pay – Nelson Cruz like twelve million dollars this next year, or like you know maybe just re up his you know same same contract number or get it to fifteen that's fine, and then I jump on ESPN they're like ranking him like in a top ten free agent available. Uh, wait, oh, you're just probably gonna cost you two years thirty five to forty million. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we have that kind of money, and uh, it'd be the twin. And this is where it gets tough because Nelson Cruz, we talked about it all summer. Uh, we talked about last year as well. He's a dark horse MVP candidate. The stats from an offensive standpoint always like point to him being that. And he just doesn't play in the yeah. field. And I get that. It's part of the voting. But uh, the, as a as a Minnesota sports fan, we've talked about this all the time. Of you get to this point with guys and you just have to walk away. And – that's where we're at with Nelson Cruz. Everything tells you it's going to fall off, and it's not if, it's when, and it's probably, as much as you hate to say it, next year. Uh, is there a team out there that, yeah, he can go have another year or two? Maybe. Maybe he's that, like, weird anomaly, you know, guy. He's a Tom Brady who can still perform at a very high level past age 40, whatever. But, like, yeah. outside of Barry Bonds, have we ever seen it? No. Like, we just haven't. And specifically with what Cruz and Bonds do uh, of hit home runs, hit for high average, and hit a lot of RBIs and be be like a pretty clutch hitter that's pretty feared, like, we don't don't see that really happen. And I worry about that of a guy who doesn't run well, who will need more games off as we go, and is now going to cost you $20 million next year? He's going to be your most expensive hitter? Uh, you know, maybe Josh Donaldson, I guess per, per season numbers will be higher. But, uh, I, as much as I want him on the team, cause I love him. Like what he brings for 18 to 20 million a year, it's too expensive and you gotta start looking, but then don't, here's what you don't do. You don't go and take that money though and say, cool, well then let's go re-up with, uh, um, With a 41 year old lefty who can't stay healthy, let's go re up with a six foot eight, 285 pound starting pitcher who can't stay healthy. Uh, Like, don't go (laughs) invest that money into a bunch of really dumb one and two year deals. Like, take that and either build towards the future or invest in somebody that's going to have a better return on investment and is in the prime of his career and is proven
0: to be an award winning kind of player. So, if that if that's the case, if you're saying walk on Cruz. Cause I, I feel like everywhere else it's like no brainer twins got to resign Cruz. I, I, I see that left, right and center of like twins will do that. And then I see, you know, a couple people saying like, it would be sweet if the Sox came in and grabbed Cruz away from the twins. Like, okay. So if, if Woody, if you're okay with, let's say another club wants to come in and pay, like we'll pay you 16, 17, 18 million to play for us. And their name is the Chicago White Sox to replace Edwin Encarnacion Cruises on the south side, twins are sitting with 16, 17, 18 million dollars available. Who are you bringing in then? Who are you devoting that to? And I know Trevor Bauer's number one up on that list, to like throw all the money in the world plus two times that at. But if you can't get Bauer, who's filling that spot of like a, a re- good return on investment starting pitching first before also being like, are you really going to trot Larnac, Kirloff? out to be your DH because also are we moving on from snow and Rosario? It's just, I'm interested to hear what, what your thought is then kind of from like a, what do you do with that money? And what does that mean for the rest of the roster?
1: So there's one team that if the, you just match it and that's where you say, listen, he's not going to fucking Chicago. Like that, okay (laughs) that's the one there's like, you know, there's, there's always exceptions. That's the one exception for me of you tell Nelson, Hey, we're not going North of this. But let us know, because we know you're talking to the White Sox, what they offer you, because we will then change our opinion on that. We just have to, like, be smart here. And it's going to be one of those weird negotiations where you pretty much just tell them your negotiating strategy of, yeah, we're not going to go higher than 14. Um, We think you could probably find 16 to 18 out there. If it happens to be on the south side of Chicago, fuck it. We'll just match it. Like We're not going to go watch yeah. you go play against us on that team where you're going to be covered and not have to be the Nelson Cruz of the Twins the last two years. Um, oh,
0: my God. Eloy, Cruz, Blue the, the, Bob, the, the, Timmy the, Anderson setting the table. The reigning
1: the the oh AL MVP <laughs> batting behind you or in front of you. <laughs> and just the... This, uh, that's that's the nightmare. So that's the nightmare. Scenario. How do they
0: have money? How do they do? They have any money? Like, because they are, did the smart they, thing and always... tanked
1: like appropriately and just like now maybe it wasn't smart to trade, uh, Tatis to for was it James Shields? <laughs> um, maybe that was like the the start of the hey this is actually us tanking is we have to give up our best player and maybe a once in a generation talent but we're gonna all of a sudden have like five of them here in five years so calm down. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, how would I spend the cruise money? Of yeah, exactly like you're saying, it's like fifteen to twenty million dollars. You're not doing that. Like, what are you going to do? Um, and yeah, we I think we both sit here and say, listen, pitching is an issue. But I'm scrolling through this, and we both will sit here and agree. Trevor Bauer's not coming here. If he does, wow, like it's it's up there with the Parisi suitor signings in 2012. It's up there with Randy Moss coming back. It's up there with us trading for Ricky Rubio back. Like of like Minnesota oh. sports oh, iconic moments. Um which, you know, on that list, maybe one of the three of those I mentioned was actually an iconic signing, but um,
0: <laughs> it, it yeah. actually might contribute to winning games. Ricky, we're talking about you. <laughs> uh
1: I was scrolling through it though. It gets it gets tough. It really does. It's, um it's
0: it's 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 not I mean, Paxton, uh, Gaussman just re-signed with the Giants, yep. Tanaka, Odorizzi's number 11 on this is a top 40 free agents for um, what MLB trade rumors put mm-hmm. together. I mean like top 10, it's it's Bauer, it drops off quite quickly to um, Storm Stroman's out there still you know that this is that's not a zach wheeler that stroman a, that's went back to the Mets, crum.
1: i believe i think he accepted the qualifying offer for like 18.9 he, oh he did yep. yes
0: accepted at 18.9 but that's
1: minutes. the point it's like here's that's that was a big issue i thought in terms of like what that market means of here's a guy who opts out of this year here's a guy who's and we've talked about this before of he gets slotted into that like he's a number two starter but he's really like a He's a low-end two at best. He's a pretty good three. He's a great fourth, and that's your issue. It's like $19 million. Grant's (laughs) a one-year. Grant's a qualifying offer for a guy who's really a third starter. So then all of a sudden you start looking around, and it's like, oh, man, do you go after a Corey Kluber who's probably like a mid to high two at this point? That's going to cost you north of 20, though. Kluber is more valuable, you would assume, than, than Stroman specifically Rizzi's sitting there saying like hey I turned down or I took the qualifying offer last year I'm not calling back for less money um that was a weird injury year in, in a weird shortened season so it's like do you want to pay you know oda Rizzi 20 million a year uh like that's where I get really worried of you know what's going on there I I would probably take that money from Cruz and just keep it on the offensive side of the plate and say you know what we got some other places where uh, Maybe this is, you know, we're going to give up an extra run and a half this year because our pitching is going to be that bad, so let's go try to find an extra run and a half on offense. Um, Is that a guy like Didi Gregorius? Is that a guy like yes. Jock Peterson – cheaper right i don't know he's not coming here he's lived his whole life and just won a world series in los angeles the fuck why would he come to minnesota um bad example but like stuff like that right of or and this is one i really think that we should give some real consideration to of guy we missed on in the draft in 2012 i believe um like everybody else did a little bit older but gives us a reason to no longer need a fourth outfielder um or start moving guys around like we've talked about before whether that's larnik whether that's Maybe Kepler looks at some looks at first base. Maybe that's uh Kirillov just saying you're not a corner outfielder anymore. Uh it makes it interesting for Buxton. But number one on the list on I don't know why CBS Sports is the one I chose because they don't play any baseball games and have zero rights. But do you just throw that money at George Springer and say, Listen, he's performed in the postseason. Uh he was not one of the guys that was like in that group of guys that was cheating really heavily. Uh, yeah, the, the regular season numbers can be kind of, uh, you know, not elite, but they're better than what Mike Buxton's given us at center. And so can we somehow get away with, and this is kind of a little bit of a segue into the, uh, the Eddie Rosario conversation of, Hey, Springer's 31. Can he play left field? And all of a sudden now it's like Springer left, Buxton center. And then when Buxton gets hurt for the 25 to 50 games, he always misses Springer goes to center field pretty seamlessly. Um, And then we have like, you know, the Warnaker crew off in a corner and we have in a corner. And all of a sudden, is that something we look at instead of saying, Hey, let's not sign the 40 year old DH that will play between a hundred and 120 games.
0: Yeah. And and I, and I, I like this approach, like keeping that on the offensive side. It's also still like, what, who the fuck's going to pitch? Yeah, it's 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 Kenta, it's Berrios, and <laughs> <laughs> is it the Randy Show again? Like, is Randy Dobnak your number three starter yet again? And you know, I, I just you need five guys that are going to give you innings, and you're in a you're going to be in a dogfight mm-hmm. with a club that all they do is just mash in Chicago, and and uh, you know, I don't think we need to be concerned at all about kc or detroit or i don't know where the where cleveland is at like what's going to happen there but you know we, we still we still need to and kenta being a cy young candidate and what finished second did he finish second or third and like so uh, he's third he he like wow what what a great you know 2020 for him and hopefully he can build off of that um and, and get us somewhere else it's still like i just i Still think that pitching is going to win you, win you a title, and we got none, got none outside of two dudes that we kind of like. These would be a fantastic number two and a fantastic number three, with a big lead dog out there. And then what do we have for for components to be able to move? Then it's I don't think anybody's going to be wanting to ride the Snow Train or the Eddy Train. You can find those two players that are that are that do not have the same flaws they do for cheaper or maybe younger. So then it's like, do we start moving around some of those pieces? If you're still in this win now mode of saying like, here is Kirloff, Lewis, Warnack, they're, they're available. And you got to take Eddie as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I, I like the idea of saying like, Hey, we're going to keep this on the offensive side. I guess I would love to see some pitching Again, not in the form of Rich Hill, less Rich Hill, and is actually like two decent starts for the Twins. Um, and Homer Bailey, what was your favorite moment? Uh, I, I, I just, I would be sitting here, at the cusp of December, how devastated I would be if we're like, we don't have, if we spent this entire offseason and do not have like somebody to compete for the number two spot in the rotation. If we're like, Henta's our dude, the guy just won honors in the Cy Young race. He's our number one. If we do not bring in a number two and a number three or somebody to compete for at least that number two in Barrios, then, like, I'm, like, at, immediately, I'm kind of like, well, here we go again. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I I, I just – I can't get over that.
1: I think that's fair. I think those are all fair, you know, criticisms of, of our pitching staff, which is, yeah, like you said, it's, it's... – The
0: bullpen, man, the bullpen. Jesus Christ, if we have to <sighs> – that's, I mean, look look at this. That's uh, uh, free agents. Where Romo may, I guess that's kind of it. And Clipper and Clipper was huge mm-hmm. for this yep. know, sneaky sneaky big. And Rogers had an awful season. Maybe you can take my logic. I mean, like twenty twenty doesn't matter. Rogers will be back. It'll be fine. <laughs> the Dude sucked, <laughs> sucked. Which is so frustrating
1: because was- like three years ago we we're like, who's this lefty? And then two years ago it's like, man, maybe we got something sneaky here. And then it's like. You know, last year it's like, what the fuck, man! Like, it. I I agree that the bullpen is interesting too, because it's like, yeah, we talk about pitching. Definitely is going to be something in the in the in the playoffs. If you want to be a serious team to actually win, not only a playoff series but a, a one playoff game, um, you we're gonna need to do, we're gonna need to approach the pitching part of that playoff run differently. It just hasn't worked yeah. for 15 years. It just hasn't and if you're sitting here like oh it'll eventually come around it's like the wisconsin uh badgers football uh their offense like it's not good enough to make the playoffs (laughs) you can keep sitting here and telling me oh man we're in so many big 10 title games yeah but when you win them you're like 11 and 2 and then you go lose because russell wilson doesn't know how to spike a ball properly um in the rose bowl so it's like stuff like that where if you're serious about taking the next step you have to rethink how your approach on some of this stuff uh i will also mention too though that Two things with pitching. One, there's always a couple guys that fall through the cracks where, for whatever reason, teams are generally cold on them. One guy that I think is interesting, I don't know why he would leave this team. I think he's just waiting to kind of see how the dust settles. But uh, older guy, again, which is kind of tough. But, again, if you're looking for a one-year, 8 to 12-plus heavy incentive year to come be a real solid three and just a guy who's like, hey, you want to make a run at it? Let's make a run at it. Like an Adam Wainwright. Can be a nice cheap option where it's again we're just trying to we're just trying to gap twenty twenty one with a, with a starting pitcher and then we we'll say hey let's roll it back with uh, Barrios let's roll it back obviously with Maeda can we find maybe Dobnik as a fourth and then yeah you have Wayne right in the mix and then go find a fifth guy and the second part of that with starting pitching specifically is we already know what the Phillies coming out and announcing hey we don't have money to sign the best catcher in baseball that we just traded a lot for two years ago, which is, again, asinine thing. You know what you do then? You trade one of your really shitty starting pitchers that you're overpaying, like Jake Arrieta, for pennies on the dollar just to re-sign this guy. Real Muto is, is a legit guy. I don't know why you're jumping at the bit to tell people you can't pay him. That, to me, signals you can't pay other guys on your team too. Remember, it was kind of a poison pill contract that they signed Bryce Harper to. I think in years two through four, he makes like $40 million a year on average. I'm not saying we trade for Bryce Harper, although that would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but that means other guys on the team have to be at least approachable. Uh, a guy like Aaron Nola, maybe, of, hey, yep. you Aaron Nola is going to get 25 to $35 million a year, depending on how this next season goes. Do you want to be on the hook for that if you're Philly? Or do you want to say, hey you know what we could also use maybe a corner outfielder that can play play now and bat 275 with 25 home runs, maybe another corner outfielder that has some pretty good pop and power lefty bat that can maybe play first base for us. Uh, another young, you know, minor leaguer guy. And then maybe, uh, you know, some take a wild chance on a single a guy and say, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to pay Nola. Uh, give us Larnick, Rosario, Polanco, and then two minor leaguers to be named later or whatever, right? And that's something too where it's yeah. like the trade market is that going to be a place where we go find that yeah. number two pitcher, not from the yeah. this list of kind of thirty to thirty three year olds, but if we go find a guy like hey, or we missed on a guy last year who first season in the desert in Arizona with Madison Bumgarner didn't go great, but that contract is still great. Um, is an Arizona team where it's like hey, same same deal. Do you want a corner out? You want two outfielders that can play this year? One with a bunch of potential and one with just a really sure bat and then maybe a, a low end starting pitcher that can also maybe play this year. Um and then all of a sudden, hey, now we got the guy that we tried to sign last year that chose to, yeah. to stay in the NL.
0: And it, it'll be it'll be one of those I think free agency might like what are those ripple effects? When when Bauer decides where he wants to go if he does not come back to Cincinnati is Cincinnati like, you know, we're a playoff club, but barely in twenty twenty. Sonny, what's up? you you want to change the scenery like your guy Trevor's gone? Do you need to move as well? do is is that is that like so when we're looking ahead, it's kind of like Bauer goes where Bauer needs to feels he needs to go whatever his circus kind of goes and and I, I feel like there was some like he was making waves or he's been making waves because that's what he does. Uh, so when he goes then that kind of at least solidifies that. And then it's kind of like, if, if we really don't want to like see anybody on this list to pay, you know, a big amount, then then I just, but when's the last time we've made significant trades involving top Minnesota Twins prospects? And is that something that L- Levine and company would, would be entertaining as well? I, you know, I, I don't know what their history was in, in Cleveland or their other stops about doing something like that. The, the one sneaky thing is they do have some ties back to young Bauer. so this is true. Are we in just because <laughs> so I so where where I'm left at woody is kind of like I, I feel like the trade market yields better options like we can solve multiple problems through trades. Um, whereas free agency just kind of like, this is who we'd have to settle for to try to solve something like that. And it still doesn't get at like, what are you gonna do with your corner outfields is yours, is your infield. The only, the only thing that free agency could really help us address is utility, uh, players and are how we set up our infield, especially the middle infield. Yeah. Like that one. I'm kind of like, if Didi Dee Dee wants to come play in Minnesota and play second and arise, you're our DH. <laughs> go out there wave your bat around i would pay to. i i I was thinking about that this afternoon i was like man i miss watching Luis rise at bats when he's healthy
1: yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting i think that's a good place to kind of stop for this one and then maybe talk about as we get either more updates or more news or, or what but like next time through give us a good rundown of current roster and then holes on that roster and kind of plug and play with some well, hopefully by then know whether or not guys like Brett Gardner and Adam Eaton have jobs. Um, but like uh, maybe as a parting thing here, lastly to you, give me one guy on whatever list that you're looking at. That would be like a good, like signing for the twins. Um, just like one name that like, maybe like we're not thinking of uh, pitching, obviously could help. Uh, for example, my guys here is like, Hey, go a different route. We know pitching's an issue. We've talked about this guy before. Um, I'm willing to give $15 million a year to Liam Hendricks. I don't know if I want to go past three years, but a three-year 45 makes a lot of sense to me. Um, He's a a guy who's... He was a twin at one point, right? Yep. Yeah, he's been here before.
0: By the organization out of Australia. Yeah.
1: Uh, He's gone to Oakland, a team that has even less money than us, and just lost Billy Bean, um, where... Are they going to be tied to wanting to pay him? No, that's why he's a free agent. And I think that's an addition by subtraction kind of thing too of we don't let other teams go get him. He's now on our team. Taylor Rogers, you don't have to think about closing another baseball game ever again. Uh, you can just be a guy that can just go in in the 6th inning, 7th inning, 8th inning, who cares? Hendricks is a guy who's proven that he also is willing to go out there in the 8th inning and try to get 5-out saves. Um, he's a guy where it's like, hey, perfect example of – um someone that I don't think is getting talked about a bunch, but again, would signal a different direction that we're going as a ball club of, you know what? No, we're not only going for it this year, we're going for it. And we see a window of three to five years and and we're going to, and we're going to take a stab at it.
0: Yeah. And he definitely fits that multiple year window a little bit better than Brad hand. Even if the Brad hand story would be like, come back home to Minnesota. Uh, the, The names that I, that I'm looking at, and especially because I liked their ball club last year from also from, um, uh, Oakland, uh, Marcus Simeon. You know, that the same kind of like the Didi conversation, Simeon Simmons and um, Didi, all these really you know, pretty decent shortstops that could do something that could provide us a little bit something else other than Jorge Polanco defensively and then free us up to be able to figure out what we do without Ari Adrianza and without uh, Marwin Gonzalez on the on this on this team so you, you need you need some of that utility stretch and that's who i'd be looking at um i think they'd, they'd cost some cash especially the dd and and marcus bit but um simmons might be available uh for a uh smaller price so the, the, the middle the infield is the other area that i'm kind of like let's not sleep on that so this like setting up next pod is kind of like oh crap we've got a lot of needs <laughs> across the board like what do we have locked in well, we've got a third baseman who did nothing but nothing to you know, win a lot of gratitude, um, and we've got a center fielder that is the greatest athlete of all time and the greatest baseball player, potentially. Maybe next year will be the year, Woody.
1: It's got to happen eventually, right? That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> it's like at some point, he has to stay healthy for 150 games and put it all together, kind of like that Tory Hunter last season that he had with us, and then he... Yep. Turns that into five years, 90 million or whatever with the Angels. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh
0: that that's the other the other one name I just wanted to throw out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tory Hunter. And coming be, back out of retirement. Of, uh no, no. I don't know where he's at right now, but I just wanna, you know, just a shout out to Alex Hornibrook for all the heartache he caused Badger fans as well. We're, we're coming out of the weekend that should have been the Badger Gophers uh, border battle axe game. And I just I just love always thinking about like watching horny brook like try to complete a pass and being like oh yeah you guys are really good but that's your quarterback <laughs> it's too bad
1: <laughs> i and you know I, and the my favorite part of they now have a guy named graham mertz who is their quarterback uh high prospect out of kansas and my favorite part now is just like that five touchdown game he had against illinois week one where a it's illinois b it's week one uh <laughs> was like hey just so you know like Hornybrook had games like this too against shitty teams. Are you sure yeah, he's yeah. not just a right handed Hornybrook yeah. and just watching Badger fans like the 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 like realization <laughs> dread over the face of like, oh no, are we in another Hornybrook like period? And it's yeah. like, yeah, I hope you are. I mean,
0: this is this is two gophers uh supporters taking pot shots. So ending <laughs> on a positive note, I also if anybody needs like just something to get them through the week, just dial up I think it's on you can find a couple of these on YouTube, What he is just highlights of Moroni and Barber. <sighs> running at the dome. Like it's it's the most beautiful thing. It's just like two dudes just carving through, albeit Illinois defenses and, <laughs> and not big games <laughs> against Michigan. But uh if you need some joy, check that out. Uh just ending on a positive notes so we're not just taking perverse pleasure and making fun of former Badger quarterbacks choking.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like ending there. I like ending on the uh the positivity of Barbara and all the great times that those had
0: forever. Oh. And also, welcome home Ricky Rubio. Oh. Welcome home.
1: Oh. I'm glad we you were able to fit Ricky Rubio it. into yeah. this pod too. That was that was that was a clutch twice. moment. In November twice over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> on, right, on that do. note, for uh for Dave, this is Woody this has been Flyover Territory podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace.